Hello Cryptonauts, today is October 1st, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats, starting off with Bitcoin settling at $10,657.84 with a 0.8% gain. Second place, Ethereum settling at $351.42 with a 1.2% gain. Third place, USDT Tether settling at $0.99 with a no gain, no loss, apparently. Uh, Fourth place, XRP Ripple settling at $0.24 with a 6.8% gain. Fifth place, Binance Coin settling at $29 with a 1.8% gain. Sixth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at $220.41 with a 0.7% gain. Seventh place, Polkadot settling at $4.16 with a 2.3% gain. 8th place, Chainlink, settling at $9.44 with a 2.5% gain. Ninth place, Cardano, settling at $0.09 with a 5.3% gain. 10th place, Litecoin, settling at $46.21 with a 1.1% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall total market cap is at $345.2 billion, up by 1.4%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, another reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies, which I just did right now. Alright, now first news, we got a lot of news today. We are stacked with news, so I'm going to do my best just to cover the points. Um, first news coming in from Sharyuwa Malwa. Ethereum Miners Bank records $166 million in September fees. Miners on the Ethereum network recorded their highest ever earnings in September 2020, according to data from on-chain analytics service Glassnode. The growth of the decentralized finance market in the crypto space was a major factor behind behind this rise. Miners are entities or individuals who utilize computing rigs to maintain and mine blocks on proof-of-work cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum for rewards in the form of the tokens they are mining. Okay, scroll on down. Why, Why the big earnings? DeFi tokens are usually traded on de- decentralized exchanges, such as Uniswap, which currently boasts over $2 billion in liquidity, according to track and site DeFi Pulse. Okay, um, the earnings are likely to go up as more trading transactions and smart contracts interactions are made on the Ethereum network, and while some industries observers say DeFi could be a bubble, miners are likely hoping it doesn't burst anytime soon. Alright, next news, written by Daniel Phillips. Bitcoin price loses 7% during September woos. The price of Bitcoin has dropped 7% in the last month, down to its current price of $10,891, but this comes as no surprise. Historically, September has been seen as one of the worst months of the year for Bitcoin market performance. Since 2011, Bitcoin has closed in the red for 7 out of the 10 years and closed in the red for 4 years in a row, with Bitcoin losing 6% in September 2018, 8.6% in September 2017, and 14% in September 2019, and 6.7% in September 2020. 
This represents an average September loss of 8.3% of the last four years. So, this year's loss of 7% is slightly above the average, albeit still negative. On the other hand, October has generally been a strong month for Bitcoin, but past performance isn't always an indi indicator of future success. Okay, let's see. Here we go. What else? Um... Despite the last month, cryptocurrency market is showing signs of recovery across short-term timescale, with almost all cryptocurrencies now strongly in the green on the 7-day and 24-hour charts. Okay, On the day of the charts, Bitcoin SV is the worst performer in the top 10 with 0.9% gain, while XRP and BTC are closely behind at 1% and 1.6% respectively, but at least they're not in the red. Alright, next news, written by Matt Husey. Huge job losses signal rocky Q4 as crypto pay pays out. As the third quarter of 2020 came to a close, some of the America's biggest companies announced tens of thousands of job losses. American Airlines announced it was slashing 32,000 people from its payroll, following followed by car insurer Allstate, who will, who will lay off 3,800, and Goldman Sachs is expected to terminate 400 positions. Shell, Disney, and a slew of others have announced layoffs too. U.S. market closed out September lower than expected, with the Nasdaq and Dow posting their worst September since 2011. But, says a spokesperson from AAX, the world's first digital asset exchange powered by the London Stock Exchange, looking more broadly into the quarter as a whole, markets did better than initially thought, thanks in large to the tech sector. Alright, let's see. Crypto payout pays. The, the same couldn't be said in crypto land. DeFi, the darling of crypto investors looking to make quick bucks, has been paying out big. Aave, the DeFi lending protocol, has dished out $500 million in flash loans in just nine months. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. What else? The record haul was an increase of 47% over August. Even Sushishop, the epitome of the DeFi, is making a comeback after its token crashed by 70%, announcing new products and a shiny new website. Okay. The SEC didn't stop there. It charged Salt Lending with illegal sale of unregistered security, saying it must issue a refund of $47 million on top of the fines. Lastly, but not leastly, leastly, lastly, but not leastly. Hmm. Who wrote this again? Matt Husey. Okay, Matt Husey. Lastly, but not leastly, regulatory stable uh, uh, stable mate, the IRS has offered data firms a $1.25 million reward for whoever cracks Monero to allow law enforcement to monitor money moving through the untra untrackable blockchain. As the old adage goes, the wheel of justice turns slowly, but grind incredibly, uh, incredibly fine. Alright, next news written by Jeff Benson. This is how much your data sells for on the dark web. Over 3 million Americans each year lose money as a result of identity theft. Collectively, in 2016, Americans reported losses of $17.5 billion. The victims might be appalled to learn that in some cases their stolen data sold for a cup of Starbucks coffee and not even the fancy kind with a double pump of vanilla. <laughs> in a recent report on the dark web, uh, cybercrime shared with Decrypt titled Paying the Price, What's Your Data Worth on the Dark Web? Cybersecurity firm Insight found that many transactions of stolen data goes for under $5. Data is the most valuable asset in the world right now, but your data is worth less to threat actors than it is to you, the report said. Instead, bad actors make money by any combination of three methods, Costco, eBay, or Papa Murphy's. That is, they sell the data in bulk, auction it off, or give you, give you the ingredients to hack others from home. Wow. Okay, next news. 
written by Will Heisman. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey weighs in on the Coinbase controversy. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong has elected to dish political debate in the workplace, fearing deriv- uh, deviation from its broader mission of fostering crypto adoption and building the company. But some, including Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, doesn't entirely agree. Bitcoin is di- is direct activism against unverifiable and exclusionary financial system which negatively affects so much of our society, Dorsey tweeted. Important to at least acknowledge the connect to relate societal issues your customers face daily. He added that Coinbase's new attitude could leave people behind. This debate comes at a contentious time in global politics. Human rights activism and protests are sweeping the world amid cries of social injustice and the presidential race threatens to widen the, the, the divide further. Not to mention the coronavirus ushered economic crisis and unprecedented responses from central banks and governments alike. But for Coinbase, that's all just a little too distracting. Okay, so Armstrong. Uh, We are going to focus on being the best company we can be and making progress towards our mission as compared to broader societal issues, stated the, the Coinbase blog. Okay. Since then, Coinbase has offered employees who don't feel comfortable with the new direction a redundancy package, according to an internal company email. The package will contain six months severance pay and seven years options to exercise on vested stocks, a decision that has opened up plenty of debates. Wow. There's your golden handshake. Wow. Next news, written by Will Heisman. eToro unveils staking as a, as a service for Cardano and Tron. Trading platform and multi-asset brokerage, eToro will soon ship its staking as a service option for Cardano and Tron. The new staking service will go live later this month, allowing anyone staking the supported asset via eToro to earn staking rewards. Justin Sun, the founder of Tron and CEO of BitTorrent, said in a release, As we continue to see the diminishing returns from traditional services, is continuing to expand. Services such as eToro's new staking services takes the complexity and confusion out of the staking process and makes it accessible to everyone. At present, staking TRX yields an annual reward of 5.78%, with 88 pushing slightly ahead, with an annual yield of 7.82%. Staking rewards will be distributed on a monthly basis with no input needed on behalf of the user. Every month, the staking participants will receive an email detailing the yield of their staking rewards on how it was calculated. Proof of stake protocols enable their token holders to stake their funds to secure the network and validate transactions. In doing so, they receive a certain percentage in staking rewards, not unlike dividends in earned on traditional assets such as governmental and corporate bonds. Okay, next news written by Dana Phillips. Ethereum DEX trading volume hits $22 billion last month. Decentralized exchanges or DEXs have seen their popularity skyrocket in recent months thanks to platforms like Uniswap, Curve, and Balancer. As a result, trading volumes on such DEXs have shot up by $22 billion in the last month and now are over 70 times higher than they were a year ago. As their name suggests, decentralized exchanges are platforms that allow users to trade their assets without relying on central authorities to match orders. This means cryptocurrency holders can exchange their assets with fewer restrictions and can often part, uh, participate in other aspects of the trading economy such as market making and governance with a lower barrier of entry. Okay. Anything else on here? Let's see. 
As the largest decentralized exchange, Uniswap is now large enough to com compete with some major centralized exchanges in terms of daily trading volume. With $309.5 million traded through Uniswap in the last 24 hours, Uniswap is now the 12th largest cryptocurrency exchange by volume, though that could be several places higher if you discount exchanges that reportedly fake their trading volume. If, if and that's a big if, Uniswap is, is able to maintain its pace of growth for a further three months. It could achieve a daily trading volume of over $2.4 billion putting it neck and neck with the current largest centralized spot exchange by trading volume, Binance. Okay, next news written by Drew Hutchinson. Most crypto exchanges have weak KYC. DeFi is making it worse. Report. A new study from blockchain analyst firm CypherTrace found weak user verification practices across the world's cryptocurrency sphere underpinned cons uh, concerns that crypto exchanges could remain vessels for money laundering and other crimes. The study analyzed more than 800 centralized or company-run and decentralized or automated cryptocurrency exchanges as well over-the-counter trading desks and other kinds of services providers. In the end, 56% have frail KYC or know your customer practices, meaning, meaning most crypto exchanges are doing very little to force clients to prove their identities while accessing their platforms through Cypher Trace declined to, na to name names. <clears throat> Decentralized cryptocurrency exchanges, which have seen massive trading volume growth over the past year, were designed to let users exchange cryptocurrencies without third party and therefore bypass certain regulatory obstacles. For the study, CypherTrace analyzed 21 DEXs for which it could identify a country of origin. Of those, 81% had a scant ID verification process or none at all. In fact, J Dave Javans, the firm's chief executive officer, said the total of 56% of unsecured services providers would have been substantially lower, at least in the U.S., if, if the study had excluded DEXs. Alright, next news, written by Jeff Benson. Bitcoin holders can soon get into mobile-based DeFi on Celo. TBTC is a Bitcoin-pegged ERC-20 token that allows Bitcoin holders to participate in decentralized finance on the Ethereum blockchain. Now, Celo wants Bitcoin holders to use it on its platform. The Celo Foundation and TBTC announced today that it has that it is creating a bridge between Bitcoin and the Celo platform. Uh, Marek Alzuski Al Al Marek Alzuski, CTO of C-Lab, the group that created the Celo blockchain, said we selected TBTC as a safe way to establish a bridge between BTC holders and the Celo community. We share the core values of the team behind TBTC to make financial tools accessible. Celo is a blockchain platform for creating mobile phone DeFi, uh, DeFi tools, not necessarily the kind that helps you earn 1,000% interest on the latest ob obscure food-themed coin, but the kind meant to facilitate global financial inclusion. Its light client can supposedly be used on any smartphone, even in areas with lower internet c connectivity. Alright, next news, written by Andrew Hayward. NBA Top Shot Crypto Collectibles Experience launched launches to public. Hold on a second. I need to close that door. I hear the dogs barking a lot. Alright, where were we at? Andrew Hayward. NBA Top Shot Crypto Collectible Experience launches to public. CryptoKitties might have introduced uh, crypto collectibles to the world, but considering the NBA international appeal and the long-term popularity of collectible sports card, NBA Top Shot could be the flow blockchain-driven experience that ultimately has the largest impact. Launching in a public open beta today after a few months with a, a close group of testers, Dapper Labs NBA Top Shot pairs the classic copy of collectible cards with some modern technology twist. Video, 
video infused moments along with the blockchain powered ability to collect, buy and sell prob probably scarce digital assets. In addition to the exist existing web-based in uh, interface, Dapper Labs today also launched a native Android version available exclusively to Samsung devices via the Galaxy Store. After serving some 17,000 users in the closed beta test, NBA Top Shot now has the potential to reach a much wider audience across all compatible devices. Alright, next news written by Robert Stevens. Chainlink founder explains how he's making $1 billion of WBTC more secure. <clears throat> BitGo, the company that operates Wrapped Bitcoin, a synthetic version of Bitcoin based on the Ethereum blockchain, today announced that it's using Chainlink to audit its reserves of Bitcoin. Wrapped Bitcoin has surged in popularity this year. There's now $1.3 billion worth of synthetic Bitcoin on Ethereum. More of that in the past, most of that in the past four months, or 3.35% of Ethereum's market cap, according to a dashboard of Dune Analytics. The reason is obvious to any self-respecting degen in crypto. There's about $11 million locked up in decentralized finance protocols according to the metric site DeFi Pulse, almost all of which are based on the Ethereum blockchain. Wrapped BTC works like this. You give the protocol some Bitcoin when Bitcoin when BitGo custodies which Bitco, which which BitGo custodies and in return, the protocol provides you with the equivalent in wrapped BTC, an Ethereum-based token that's pegged to the price of Bitcoin. But it's centralized. BitGo holds custody over that Bitcoin. With Chainlink, those using WBTC won't have to rely on BitGo's promises to that BitGo holds the Bitcoin exchange for WBTC under lock and key. Okay, let's see. Why is rap Bitcoin so popular anyways? The boom happened. Ah, you know what? We need a sip of water. Give me a second here. Why is rap Bitcoin so popular anyways? The boom happened this summer when DeFi lending protocol and synthetic assets took a new life after several protocols started to offer additional incentives to their users. Since the Bitcoin blockchain is incompatible with the Ethereum blockchain, the only way for Bitcoiners to interact with DeFi and to claim these incentives or so-called governance tokens was to either sell their beloved Bitcoin or to exchange it temporarily for synthetic versions of Bitcoin. Wrapped BTC is by far the most popular solution according to Dune Analytics. It eats up 74% of the market shares. Okay, next news written by Liam Frost. BitTorrent founder reveals final details on Tron acquisition. Bram Cohen, founder of peer-to-peer -peer file sharing protocol BitTorrent, revealed today that Tron CEO Justin Sun paid the, the last part of the $140 million acquisition deal after all. Well, most of it at least. After much saber-rattling, saber I eventually got most of it, but no explanation was given for why the amount was reduced. Cohen tweeted today, adding indications were that the escrow agent dispensed the money over objections, but everybody stopped communicating with me clearly like they were about to get sued. <clears throat> As Decrypt reported, Sun's Tron acquired BitTorrent in 2018 with a $120 million bid. Exactly a year later, after the acquisition was officially completed, Cohen claimed that Sun was withholding the last part of the payment that the parties had agreed on. When asked about the accuracy of his claims, Cohen said, My source of this is that I don't have the effing money, and the escrow agency says they haven't gotten signed off. Whoa. 
At the time, Cohen implied that Sun was trying to get the funds back out of escrow, although Sun denied this. I totally understand he wants his money, but right now it has nothing to do with me, Sun told Decrypt at the time. But while this issue between the two of them had been partially solved, it clearly hasn't buried the hatchet. Whoa, okay there. Justin Sun coming in hot. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. SAC kick decision was just a matter of time. A U.S. court yesterday agreed with the SEC that Kik Interactive offered and sold securities in the U.S. its token Kik without being authorized to do so. It had been a long wait for Kik followers since oral arguments ended in court on July 9th. Kik fans have had to hold out for 83 days hoping for a favorable decision, but for one lawyer, the result was never going to go any other way. It was just a matter of time in my view. There are three key points in my decision, Mark Borian, Bor, blockchain and fintech attorney at Man, Manette Phelps and Phillips LLP told Decrypt. According to Borian, these three key points establish what a common enterprise is, whether two sales can be considered an integrated offering of securities, and whether or not the kin cryptocurrency was itself a security. For background, Kik Interactive created a Kin cryptocurrency to monetize their messaging services. In 2017, Kik sold $50 million worth of Kin tokens to private investors, then generated just under $50 million itself in a public sale a few weeks later. Two years later, the SEC charged Kik with violating Section 5 of the Securities Act, a case that's taken 15 months to solve. Alright, next news, written by Adriana Hamacher. Nine countries that don't tax Bitcoin gains. Alright, tax liability is the major source of concern for any invested in Bitcoin and other digital assets. In some, some have described it as nothing short of a nightmare. But while some countries are putting pressure on investors and laying taxes on income and capital gains from Bitcoin transactions, many are taking a different approach, often with the aim of promoting better adoption and innovation within the crypto industry. They've implemented friendly legislation and allow investors to buy, sell, and hold digital assets with no tax liability. Here's a list of nine most crypto-friendly tax jurisdictions. One, Belarus. Uh, Belarus has taken an experimental approach to cryptocurrencies. In March 2018, a new law legalized cryptocurrency activities in the East European state, exempting individuals and businesses involved in them from taxes until 2023. Number two, Germany. Germany offers a unique take on tax and digital currencies such as Bitcoin. Unlike most other states, Europe's biggest economy regards Bitcoin as private money as opposed to crypto, uh, as opposed to currency, commodities, or stocks. <clears throat> Number three, Hong Kong. Uh, it isn't a couple per se, but a special administrative region of China with theoretical uh, autonomy over its own affairs. And Hong Kong's tax legislations on cryptocurrencies is a broader brush affair even after new guidance was issued earlier this year. <clears throat> Number four, Malaysia. In Malaysia, cryptocurrency transactions are currently tax-free and cryptocurrencies don't qualify for capital gains because digital currencies are not considered assets or legal tender by the authorities. Number five, Malta. 
the government or the so-called blockchain island recognized Bitcoin as a unit of account, medium of exchange, or store of value. Malta doesn't apply capital gains tax to long-held digital currencies like Bitcoin, but crypto traders are considered similar to day trading in stocks or shares and attract business incomes at a tax rate of 35%. However, this can be mitigated to between 5% and 0 through structuring options available under the, the Maltese system. <clears throat> Number 6. Portugal Portugal has one of the most crypto-friendly tax regimes in the world. Uh, proceeds from the sale of cryptocurrencies by individuals have been tax-exempt since 2018, and cryptocurrency trading is not considered investment income. <clears throat> However, businesses that accept digital currencies as payments for goods and services are liable to income tax. Number 7. Singapore uh, capital gains tax does not exist in Singapore, so neither individuals nor corporations holding cryptocurrencies are liable. But companies based in Singapore are liable to income tax if their core business is cryptocurrency trading or if they accept cryptocurrency as payment. <clears throat> Number 8. Slovenia Slovenia is another country that treats individuals with businesses separately under the cryptocurrency tax system. No capital gain tax is levied on individuals when they sell Bitcoin and gains are not considered income. However, companies that receive payment in cryptocurrencies or through mining are required to pay tax at the corporate rate. Number 9. Switzerland It's no surprise that Switzerland, home to the innovation hub known as Crypto Valley, has one of the most forward-thinking tax policies too. Cryptocurrency profits made by a qualified individual through investing and trading are treated as tax-exempt capital gains. However, income from professional tradings and mining is subject to income tax. Notably, tax laws differ regionally and an annual wealth tax is levied on the amount of cryptocurrencies owned along with the rest of individuals' net worth. Alright, next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Grammy Award winning artist release Ethereum token. <clears throat> Andre Angels, a Portland musician better known as RAC, Rack to his fans has launched a new community token called Rack. Artists like Angels have long <clears throat> have long had to rely on third-party intermediaries like platforms and agents to make a living in unforgiving industries. Like other industries in the crypto space, there there is a demand for greater personal control over finances in the art industry. And now tokens like Rack will help to promote the promote the autonomous for artists. <clears throat> okay, next news. Written by Jason Nelson, CFTC charges crypto exchange BitMEX with money laundering violation. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission filed money, money laundering and other civil charges against BitMEX for illegally operating in the U.S. today. In a separate indictment unsealed today, the U.S. Attorney for District of New York also filed criminal actions against the exchange's owners, Arthur Hayes, Bendello and Samuel Reed for violating the Bank Security Act and conspira conspiracy to violate the Bank sec uh, uh, Secrecy 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 Act. The feds arrested Gregory Dwyer, whose Twitter bio describes him as the head of the business development at Bitmax. He was charged with one count of violating the Bank sec Secrecy Act and one count of cons conspiring to, viola uh, to violate the Bank Secrecy Act. The charge charges carry a maximum penalty of five years in prison. It could not be determined whether arrest warrants had been issued for the others in, in the case. In a statement, BitMEX said it intends to fight its battles in court. 
quote, we strongly disagree with the U.S. government's heavily handed decision to bring these charges and intends to defend the allegations vigorously. From our early days as a startup, we have always sought to comply with applicable U.S. laws, and those laws were understood at the time and based on available guidance. <clears throat> All right. Well, good luck. Next news, written by Matthew DiSalvo. European Central Bank eyes digital euro trademark. The European Central Bank, ECB, has applied to trademark the term digital euro in a move that demonstrates the bank's enthusiasm for a central, central bank digital currency, CBDC. The ECB filed an application for the trademark on September 22nd, according to a Thursday Bloomberg report. The ECB is currently preparing a report on releasing a CBDC. On the ECB released the report, which will detail the advantages and disadvantages of creating a CBDC for retail use across Europe. The ECB will consult the public in a questionnaire. The public will have uh, will then have feedback on the findings and shape the future of CBDC policies. All right. <clears throat> Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Bitcoin price falls as Fed sets sight on crypto exchange BitMEX. The U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission has today filed a civil uh, enforcement against crypto exchange BitMEX, the fifth crypto derivatives platform in the world by volume according to CoinGecko, and the coin markets aren't happy. The charges related to operating an unregistered trading platform as well as, uh, as, well as violations of multiple regulations including failing to implement anti-money laundering procedures. Among those charged in the CFTC uh, civil enforcement actions are Arthur Hayes, Bendelo, and Samuel Reed, all three individuals are BitMEX owners. Following the news, the price of Bitcoin fell rapidly. <clears throat> According to the price on Binance, the cryptocurrency shreds roughly $500 within minutes. Bitcoin suffered a dip from the 24-hour high of $10,920 to approximately $10,500, also dropping to the 24-hour low of $10,437. It may be too early to tell whether the price of Bitcoin will end up as a result of this news, but short and long-term consequences could actually look quite different. All right. I'm not surprised that the price uh, the price has dropped in the short term. That is exactly the sort of thing that scares new or inexperienced investors and can significantly affect short-term confidence. Jason Dean, Bitcoin analyst at Quantum Economics, told Decrypt. All right. Next news, written by David Jones. David Jones. Diginex becomes first crypto exchange operator listed on Nasdaq. Diginex will soon become the first listed company on the NASDAQ with the cryptocurrency exchange following the completion of its merger with 8i Enterprises Acquisition Corporation, a special purpose acquisition firm. Hong Kong-based Diginex LTD said it raised $50 million, including a private raise prior to the listing, as well as cash remaining in a special purpose acquisition company. The firm will trade on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol EQOS, while it warrants will trade under the ticker EQOSW. <clears throat> CEO Richard Byworth call called the listing a watershed moment for both Diginex and the cryptocurrency industry with the historic deal to begin trading on the exchange in the announcement. Quote, we believe we are the first because of our commitment to provide innovative products in a trusting, fair, and compliant environment, a company spokesperson told Decrypt in an email statement. The Diginex ecosystem has been designed to specifically to support the needs of, of professional investors from institutional to retail who are interested in raising their exposure to digital assets. All right, next news. 
written by Andrew Hayward. What does the BitMEX indictment mean? Crypto Twitter reacts. <clears throat> Crypto Twitter is a lively place on even the most average of days. However, on a day in which the United States Commodity Future Trading Commission's CFTC charged cryptocurrency exchange BitMEX and its owners with illegally operating an unregistered trading platform and money laundering violations, you can be sure the takes will be ample and hot indeed. Although the price of Bitcoin quickly dropped to about $500, it has since recovered some ground. Some of the top tweets of the day highlighted how resilient it and wider crypto markets have been in the face of seemingly major hurdles. Uh, let's see. A tweet from crypto trader Moon, for example, noted last week $150 million in Qcoin altcoin exchange hacks, along with BitMEX news, surmising if this doesn't tank Bitcoin or crypto, we're going to the literal moon. Engineer Ice Icebergy had similar sentiment, putting out that Bitcoin's price is still above $10,000 despite the recent events, which is true, absolutely true. I mean, there's been a lot of pretty like massive bad news. And these, these, those aren't just small bad news. Those are major, major bad news. Uh, Bitcoin should have t dropped all kinds, but it didn't. It really didn't. <clears throat> BitMEX has already announced plans to fight the charges, but there, there's sure to be an impact felt by today's action. Larry Surmark, researcher, told the uh, director for the block, wrote, the implications of this will still be massive. Some large foreign exchanges still allow U.S. customers to use the exchange without know your customer and VPN. That will change very quickly. <clears throat> All right. All right, now uh, next news. Written by the, the, the Defiant, BitMEX charges highlights case for real DeFi. Ooh, okay, some more BitMEX news. The Commodity Futures Trade Commission today filed charges against BitMEX and its owners and operators, including CEO Arthur Hayes, for operating a trading platform without CFTC approval and for failing to implement Know Your Customer procedures, a customer information program, and anti-money laundering procedure. At first glance, this is concerning for DeFi, a financial system which hails open access reads lack of KYC and AM. Well, it should, it should be AML, but they forgot the L um, at its core. But the key here is enforceably, enforceability. For most DeFi protocols, the goal is to become decentralized even uh, enough that no entity or group of persons are solely responsible for running other financial applications and, and instead the power is distributed among many users. Uh, another difference is that these protocols are not non-custodial and as such never touch users' funds. Okay, next news. Written by Jose Antonio Lance. Venezuela to create decentralized stock exchange on Ethereum. Venezuela continues to go back to the well to survive U.S. sanctions and a crippling financial blockade. No, not the oil wells, but over-reliance on petrol helped fuel its economic freefall instead. It's once again experimenting with decentralized technologies. This time, Venezuela has opted to create a decentralized stock exchange that uses digital versions of traditional financial assets and instruments. Yesterday, President Nicolas Maduro set the stage for the exchange by announcing the creation of the anti-blockade law for national development of the guarantee of human rights. It outlines several strategies to stimulate a national economy that has been wounded by several separate, separate executive orders from U.S. Presidential Obama and Trump and more than a dozen additional sanctions. 
Maduro said the law promotes the use of uh, cryptocurrencies, all of them, not just the state-backed Petro, as a way to protect Venezuela's financial sovereignty. The anti-sanctions law is the first response to give new strength to the use of Petro and other cryptocurrencies, national and global, in domestic and foreign trades, so that all cryptocurrencies of the world's state-backed or private can be used, Maduro said. Shortly thereafter, the new decentralized stock, stock exchange of Venezuela was established. Despite Venezuela's love for extremely centralized administrative procedures, the new stock exchange is as decentralized as possible within the current legal framework. The government says all contracts and protocols are public and audible, uh, auditable, and participants will apparently own their own keys and tokens. Yay! Yes! Finally, 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 finally. In this way, investors will be able to trade derivatives, commodities, real estate, stock exchange, stocks, ETFs, and bonds on the decentralized exchange. However, no tokens with funny food names, strange cryptocurrencies, or yield farming. Even though the government says it wants to promote all cryptos, the platform only allows trading of traditional assets. In a live stream, Manuel Aron Fajardo Garcia, one of the project's leaders, said that the exchange will act independently from the traditional system and have a peer-to-peer -peer secondary market. Wow, wow, wow. I, I really I really want an update on this. I want to know how this is going to work. Okay? So we know that the Petro just... It died. It died. It was dead from the beginning, you know. Um, it was... It's a zombie. Uh, but... Uh, create, hmm, interesting. So the country has a... a An exchange on the Ethereum... On the Ethereum blockchain. Interesting. Quite, quite interesting. I want to see how that's going to work here in the near future. Uh, next news, written by Jeff Benson. Oh, it's time for a sip. We need some water. Well, we're not drinking water. We're drinking... What is this? Mountain Dew Code Red. Okay, next news written by Jeff Benson. Companies can be punished for ransomware payoffs. Treasury. Man, so much news today. Paying ransom demands could get a lot pricier. The U.S. Treasury Office of Foreign Assets Control today issued an advisory that companies that facilitate ransomware payments put themselves at risk of additional financial penalties from the United States. That's because under the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, the Trading with the Enemy Act, American citizens are prohibited from transaction with embargoed countries or people uh, on OFACs, especially especially designated nationals and blocked persons list. Just the sort of people likely to carry out a ransomware attack. As ransomware attacks grow, companies have emerged to help facilitate payments to make it all go away. The advisory specifically mentioned financial institutions, cyber, security, uh, cyber insurance firms, and companies involved in digital forensics and incident response, alleging that they create a not-so-virtuous cycle by encouraging future ransomware payment demands. Ransomware is essentially malware designed to overtake a computer system and render it inaccessible unless the owner pays the asking price, usually in cryptocurrency, to have it unlocked. The FBI found a 37% increase in report cases last year that things haven't slowed down due to COVID-19. At the onset of coronavirus pandemic, everyone from everyone from area hospitals to the World Health Organization were, were hit with the tax and advice to pay in cryptocurrencies. Yeah, I remember that. That wasn't too long ago. All right, next news, written by Alexander Beckrens. Biocoin DeFi Bridge 
to bring liquidity to storage marketplace. With Filecoin mainnet launched on the horizon, the decentralized file hosting protocol will be getting a DeFi boost with the help from Ren and Codify. Consensus, Consensus Codify releases details today from the Filecoin DeFi bridge and storage market, tools designed to bring liquidity to the Filecoin storage ecosystem and give users a complete view of pricing across the market. Their services are scheduled to launch alongside the Filecoin mainnet release pegged for October 15th. The DeFi integrations show how important the burgeoning sector has become for the crypto space, impacting even projects like Filecoin that were in the works long before DeFi took, took off. Filecoin store, uh, stores data for customers on a decentralized network of hard drives and other physical storages. Storage providers set their own prices in a competitive marketplace as customers look for affordable and reliable space to rent. According to the announcement, the financial incentives will make the storage more stable and secure for customers compared to competing decentralized storage protocols like IPFS. Alright, next news. Written by Jeff Benson. Man pleads guilty in $3 million Bitcoin escrow scam. John Thompson, the director of Volantis Escrow Platform LLC and Volantis Mar- Market Make Market Marking LLC, has admitted to committing a multi-million dollar crypto scam. Last July, the U.S. Department of Justice charged Thompson with two counts of wire fraud and commodities fraud for taking seven million dollars from cl- clients and agreeing to provide them with Bitcoin and then not delivering. Fourteen months later, he pleaded guilty to one count of commodities fraud, the U.S. Attorney Office for the Southern District of New York today announced. This specific case deals with one, with just one of multiple clients uh, Thompson alleged, allegedly defrauded. The unidentified company sent Thomas uh, Thompson $3.25 million to buy, to buy Bitcoin under the belief perpetuated by Thompson uh, that Volantis would act as an escrow account. That is, it would take the dollars from one party, Bitcoin from another, and distribute the appropriate amounts back to each party after the transactions settled. But according to the act, to the acting Manhattan U.S. Attorney Audrey Strauss, while Thompson had pleaded not not to part with the company's money until he had possession of the Bitcoin, in fact, Thompson sent the money to the third party without first receiving the Bitcoin, and the money was never recovered. Whoa which is how an escrow account works which is which is not how an escrow account works <laughs> yeah yeah it's bad news bad news all right cryptonauts that is our last news of the day with that said i highly want to refer you to check out the salesforce network app it is so easy to use it's an easy on ramp they finally have a way for you to uh to buy cryptos within uh, within the within the app itself you know with with the dollars you just connect your bank account and buy your cryptos not only that you're going to earn compounded interest each and every single week which is amazing they they are one of the highest um, yielding companies out there on your cryptos so that's another good thing on top of that very soon here in a couple a couple weeks or so they're going to release a, a internal token swap uh, system that allows you to swap your tokens for any other tokens if you're interested in earning different types of yields or if you just want to hold other other uh, other cryptocurrencies so with that said cryptonauts i will catch you all on the next one ah I-